Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Got a question for you today. Have you ever had the passion to start something, but you lack the perseverance to finish it? <laughs> Nobody? Nobody. I mean, it is, this is what's called Monday or Tuesday. This is the everyday life of the everyday person is this is the day that the Lord has made. You drink your coffee, you sit at the table and you're like, man, I am overwhelmed. I need a break right away. It is This is the everyday life. You have the passion to start it, but you lack the perseverance to complete it. Or if we're looking at this last year, this theme for our church was faith to build. So another way to say it is, what in your life have you had the faith to start, but you have not had fortitude to finish? And this could be in any area of your life. This could be in your marriage. You know, you started the year saying, you know, it's been on the rocks. We've had a lot of conflict, but this is going to be the year. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to lean in. God's going to bring us closer together. He's going to restore this thing. But then there was times where he said, I think I'm just going to give up. I think I'm just going to walk away. Or maybe it's not even walk away from the marriage. You're just saying, I'm just going to walk away from trying to resolve this conflict. Maybe this is just us. This is just us. We fight a lot. And this is who we are. You had the the passion, you had the faith to begin the journey towards restoration, but then because of the opposition and the resistance and the challenges along the way, at some point you said, "I I think I'm done. This could be in any other area of your life as well. Maybe it's in your finances. You started the year on a budget, amen? You said, I'm sticking to the plan, but then Amazon took over your life Subscriptions that are only $9.99, but when you have 17 of them, turn into, you know, $1,000 a month. And, and then little by little, you progressively got worse and worse in the budget, spent more than you had planned, and now you're like, how did I end up here? I had the passion to start on a budget. I didn't have the perseverance and endurance to finish on a budget. Anybody having that challenge right now? I blame the groceries. I, I blame it on the groceries. I, in everyday conversations now when I'm talking to people, they're like, so are you spending half of your budget on food? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Roof and food. That's, that's pretty much roof over our head and food. Well, we're going to be looking at a story out of Joshua chapter 6. And this, I hope, is an encouragement to you today. We're going to be, this is the sermon, which is part two from last Sunday. We announced that our word for the year is stay the course. Stay the course. And so... This is kind of the New Year message three weeks earlier. And this is going to be our word for 2024 is stay the course. And this is the sermon on that word of the year. And we're going to, my hope is that it's an encouragement for you today that maybe if that is your story where you have kind of let go of a lot of things, thrown in the towel, given up on a lot of things, that today would be kind of fire back in that passion again, building faith back into that vision that God has given you again to say, you know what? I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to keep moving forward. Despite the circumstances, despite the opposition, 
Despite how much I don't understand what's going on around me, I'm going to stay the course because I know this is what God has called me to do. And a great example of that is found in Joshua. So if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6. It's not like the old days where you can like hear the pages turning, you know, you know, the iPhone doesn't exactly make a whole lot of noise as you're Joshua 6. Joshua chapter 6. Would you stand with me in honor of reading God's word? Every once in a while, like the whole stand up recognizing these are God's words to us for today. Joshua chapter 6. Let's read verses 1 through 16 together. Now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites, no one leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have handed Jericho, its kings, and its best soldiers over to you. March around the city with all the men of war circling the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horns, ram horn trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, march around the city seven times. While the priests blow the ram's horns, when there is a prolonged blast of the horns and when you hear its sounds, have all of the troops give a mighty shout. Then the city wall will collapse and all the troops will advance, each man straight ahead. So Joshua, son of Nun, summoned the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carrying seven ram's horns in front of the Ark of the Lord. He said to the troops, Move forward, march around the city, and have the armed men go ahead of the Ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the troops, seven priests carrying seven ram's horns, before the Lord moved forward and blew the ram's horns. The Ark of the Lord covenant followed them. While the ram's horns were blowing, the armed men went in front of the priests who blew the ram's horns, and the rear guard went behind the ark. But Joshua had commanded the troops, do not shout or let your voice be heard. Don't let one word come out of your mouth until the time I say shout. Then you are to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling it once, then returned to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests took the ark of the Lord and the seven priests carrying the seven ram's horns marched in, front of the, marched in front of the ark of the Lord. While the ram's horns were blowing, the armed men went in front of them and the rear guard went behind the ark of the Lord. On the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Early on the seventh day, they started at dawn and marched around the city seven times in the same way. That was the only day they marched around the city seven times. After the seventh time, the priests blew the ram's horns, and Joshua said to the troops, Shout! Can I hear a shout? For the Lord has given you the city. You may have a seat. The word of the Lord. Whoa, hello, we got some church people in the house today. All right, so Joshua. Joshua is the conqueror. The story, if we look at this in context, is we had Moses leading the people out of slavery, wandering in the wilderness, working towards the promise of God. This was the promised land that was promised to his people. And so they were wandering around, Then we see them cross the Jordan River. They're heading into their promised land. And what do they come up against? First, 
Jericho, the walls of Jericho. And there was some immediate opposition. So here we have God had rescued them. There was this promise for them. There was a time of waiting. And then there's a time of war. I think just this whole story is oftentimes a picture of our life. Is it not? Even in the context is God's promised you this thing. And then there's this season of waiting. There's this season that's out there somewhere that God has promised you something. And then as you wait, you're thinking it's surely going to come and it's going to be amazing. And then there is opposition and there's war. Some fun facts about Jericho. Jericho is considered one of the oldest cities in the entire world. And so whenever you go and and visit Jericho, what you'll actually find is you can still see the retention wall to this day. One thing that you will not see is the walls. Why? Because the walls came tumbling down. And archaeology affirms every bit of the biblical account of the story of Joshua. Now, that's no surprise to me, but for some of you in the room that's, that's really wrestling with some of these questions of, well, is this just a fun story in the Bible where we're pulling principles from? And is, is, that, is this just a book of stories? Actually, this is a book of history. But it's more than a book of history. This is God's word to us. But biblical archaeology would affirm the, the time period, pottery would affirm the time period of 1400 B.C. Uh, it shows burn marks from where the city was burned to the ground. You can see the, the burn layer. And you can see that as the walls fell, they fell before the burn marks. And what's interesting about how the walls fell, the city was built in such a way that there was a retention wall, a wall, and another wall. And this is, I'm not going to get into this. I just think this is so cool that God would do it this way. God took the wandering, then took them to a time of great opposition with big walls. And then as they obeyed the commands of God, walking around the walls and then shouting, the ways that the walls collapsed, they collapsed in such a way that where there was a retention wall and a wall, it collapsed downward and actually created a runway for them to advance into their promise and for God to receive glory. Again, I believe this is a biblical picture of our lives. How often is it that thing that which is the hardest in your life, if you persevere in faith, will be the very thing that advances you into your purpose? You're like, I'm not there yet. Pastor, all right, let's, then let's, let's dive back into some of the truths of God's word. We'll see if we can get there. Stay the course. Title of the message is stay the course. Stay the course when you faced resistance. First point is stay the point, stay the course when you face resistance. And this is verse really one and two. Let's look at this. This is now Jericho was strongly fortified because the Israel, because of the Israelites, no one is leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have handed Jericho, its kings and its best soldiers over to you. Uh, I love that. Um, the, the people of Jericho were shaking because they knew that the people of God were coming. Can you imagine if that's how it was today? It was like the people, oh, the people of God are here. 
It's about to get real. Perseverance is not moving forward in the absence of opposition, but enduring faith is marching forward knowing that the battle is already yours. This is what he says right here. The intensity of the opposition is proof of God's power in your life. Opposition, 1,000% will come in your life no matter what. You can't avoid it. I'm trying to pursue, pursue the promises of God. I'm trying to pursue, pursue the path of God. I'm trying to be obedient to what God has called me to do. Why is it so hard? Anytime that I am trying to remain faithful in my life, in any area of my life, whether it be purity, whether it be generosity, whether it be love and kindness towards others, accepting and believing or, or following the truth of God's word. And it gets hard. There's a statement that comes to mind often. Who told you it was going to be easy? Who told you that the narrow path following Christ in holiness and righteousness was going to be a cakewalk. Who told you that? Who said it would be easy? I want to speak truth over your life today. It is not going to be easy. It'll probably be the hardest thing that you've ever done. When you try to pursue holiness in God, you have the full force of opposition of the enemy trying to come against you. But the good news is, you're like, well, that's the bad news. It's going to be hard. Thank you for the encouragement. You started off by saying it's going to be encouraging, and you start off by saying there's going to be great opposition, there's going to be resistance, and it's going to be hard. Yes, the good news. You've already won. Everything. You are victors, not victims. You are more than conquerors through the risen Lord. This is what the Bible says. Have I told you these things so that in me you may have peace? You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. This is Jesus. I've conquered the world. And through me and my power, you are more than conquerors. Have peace. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? No enemy can stand against the power of his word. There is going to be resistance in claiming what God has already given you. There is going to be resistance in claiming the promises that God has already given you. Jesus does something interesting here. He speaks in past tense to current events. In the future, he says, the, I've already handed them over to you. It's like, well, we haven't gone into battle yet. What would your challenges look like if you spoke the promises of God over them? Actually, addiction, I am more than a conqueror through the power of God who is in me. Actually, I'm not going to allow this, this anxiety to overcome me or this depression to overtake me for I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I claim the blood of Jesus over my life. He is the one that can do this. When I think of even staying the course in, in life, I think of what used to inspire me versus what inspires me now. I used to get really excited following people that started things, 
and that built big things. I feel like the older I get, the more inspired I am by people that just stayed the course. Doesn't matter the size, doesn't matter the speed, doesn't matter the creativity. I'm more encouraged and more inspired by, so you've been following Jesus for 60 years? Faithfully serving him? So you've been married for 40 years? Let's talk about that. So you've been loving your kids and raising them up in God's word, and now they're adults loving Jesus, serving God with their purpose? How did you do that? I'm getting more curious the older that I get on how people finish well. Not how they start, not decisions they've made along the way. How are you finishing well? What in your life has set you up in this way that you're just staying steadfast and you're staying faithful to the assignment that God has over your life? I'm not looking to go faster. And honestly, I'm becoming less concerned with building bigger. I am becoming laser focused, though, on saying like, God, what do you have for me today? And can I be true and faithful to you today? There's a song that says, oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the power of our devotion light their way. And may the footsteps that we leave lead them to believe. And the lives that we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. That's my prayer. I, I want to be faithful so that I can leave a legacy of faith, so that I can finish the course well. And I think you do too. I think you have that desire as well. So stay the course when you face great opposition. What have you given up on that God has called you to grow in? I'll say it a different way. What have you given up in that God has called you to grow through? Some of you are saying starches. God is not calling you to grow in carbs, okay, or in calories. This is not, this is a different, different conversation. I didn't, I didn't say what has God called you to drive through. We're not talking about fast food here either. I'm talking about growing through. How many of you know that even in, with the Israelites in the, wonder, in the uh, wilderness would have been a fantastic time to give up? It's taking a long time. This is not what I thought this was going to look like. They got even so frustrated that they're saying, like, take me back to slavery. Have you ever said that where you've been in the waiting years and the wandering and you're just like, it's getting so hard, I almost would rather just go back to getting drunk. Because I've been patient for so long, and I'm not seeing the results, I'd almost just rather go back to my old life. But I believe because of their faithfulness and perseverance in opposition in the waiting, that God was building something in them for them to become patient in the war. So much so, even that whenever they were confronted with the war, he still was building patience in them by telling them, walk around six times. Now, these were warriors. They came to fight. Not warriors. These were warriors. Uh, there was a, roughly 600,000 of them. 
Now, imagine this, and this is no reason, no wonder Jericho was a little nervous. You had 600,000 Israelites ready to take their God-given promised land to them, and Jericho was about eight acres of land, a very small city. And God said, actually, don't, don't take down the walls. Walk around six more days. Some of you are are feeling like you're so close and God's saying one more lap. But I've been wandering for six years, but I've been in this city for three years. And I feel like I'm getting closer to understanding my purpose and God's calling and this. And God's just like, one more lap. One more lap. Okay, one more lap. Okay, one more lap. Is it time to shout yet? One more lap. What's interesting even about the the people that were marching was though Joshua knew it was the seventh lap, they didn't know. They didn't know how many laps. How many days are we going to do this? What is happening here? One more lap. Okay. They didn't know. Joshua knew they didn't know. God knows. But you don't know. But are we called to know? Or are we called to follow what he tells us to do? God, I will stay and I'll keep moving so long as you tell me to. But when you tell me to shout, I'm ready to shout. You tell me to do something different? Hey, you tell me to climb these walls, I'm climbing these walls. But in the meantime, you said in March. So here we go. One more lap, one more walk. Number two, when, when it feels redundant. So one is stay the course whenever there is great resistance. Number two is when it feels redundant. One lap at a time. Don't stop until I tell you to. I believe this is important in every area of our life. When should I stop praying for God to change the heart of my kids? One more lap. Don't stop until he tells you to. When am I going to see the provision? When am I going to see that, you know, that provision that God's promised? I'm going to keep being generous just one more more lap. When am I going to feel the peace that I'm supposed to feel as I'm making these sacrifices and stepping on faith? Just one more lap. Even if it feels redundant, keep doing it. How often are we going to have to keep setting up this church every Sunday? It's feeling redundant. I've plugged in these lights a thousand times. Well, we're going to keep plugging in the lights until God tells us to stop plugging them in anymore. How many of you know that sometimes being a follower of Jesus feels redundant? I'm doing the same thing. Where is the magic? I need a sign. I want to see a miracle. I want the church to go from 100 to 1,000 to know it's working. But God's saying, actually, I want you just to show up and do your job. Do what I've called you to do. Called you to serve. Told you to do this. Show up. Staying the course means staying steady 
even when it feels redundant. The same thing? Yeah, the same thing. All right, God, if you call me to do it, I'll do it. I was thinking of that even in the vein of, of preaching. Like there have been so many times, even when in preaching, that I'm just like, God, you got me, you, you want me to do this for another year, another five years, another 10 years? How long you got for me with this thing, God? Like, like when are you going to call me to something different or send me somewhere? And I just keep feeling a peace over and over in my spirit to just say, preach until I tell you to stop. That means that I go into every week fully prepared to give it my everything because I haven't heard anything different. Is that how you're embracing your weeks? Are you going into it with passion and with faith saying, I know this is what God has called me to? Or are you going in questioning every single day, like, is this still the right thing? Anytime you're wondering if you are following in the will of God, go back to the last thing that you heard God say and stay the course. God loves using foolish things, redundant things, to bring about his glory. Proof is that God used a trumpet to win a war. Or with, or with Gideon, he used torches and pitchers. Or how about with David, he used a sling. Why would God use seemingly foolish things and seemingly redundant things to bring about his victory and to bring him glory? Why would he do this? What if God is wanting you to stay faithful in the redundant, the thing that seems foolish, because at the end of the day, when you see the victory over that in your life and people say, how did you have victory over this? The only thing that you can say because it's so ridiculous is Jesus. God will not share his glory. How did you defeat the battle of Jericho? Man, we were, man, we were pretty good. We devised this plan to march around the city seven days. We blew these trumpets seven times, man. And the walls fell. Hold on, hold on. The walls fell. You blew trumpets and the walls fell. Yeah, man. I know it's unorthodox, but we're just that good. False. You would look like an idiot. Nobody would believe you. Why? It had to be God. I don't believe. I don't believe that's you. It had to be God. All right. All right. You're right. It's God. What if God is calling you one more lap because he wants to say, I, there's still too much of your glory in that story. If I were to do it now, there's a part of you that would want to take credit for that. That would say, you know, I was that good. It was my discipline. It was my habits. No. It's all God. Anything good is God. He receives all of the glory for all of the good things in our lives. He is the victor. He brings about the victory. We're not going to rely on what worked in the past. These are warriors who know how to fight war. But we're not going to rely on what worked in the past. We're going to rely on the Word of God. We're not going to rest in what's working right now. 
Like even at Pinewood, there's just systems that we have. There's a plan that we have. There's teams, there's categories, there's budgets, there's all these things. And it would be easy for us just to say, well, it seems like it's working. So we're going to stay the course. What stay the course doesn't mean is relying on past victories or relying on present methods. What stay the course means is that we're going to rely on the voice of God and we're going to continue to press forward in with whatever he tells us to do, we're going to do. That's what stay the course is. What God tells us to do, we do it. When God tells us to move, we move. And what he says, we're listening. And the answer is yes. Why? Because on the other end of stay the course, at the end of 2024, I want to be able to look back and I want to be able to say, that was God. Wow, how did you get 10 buildings in Boulder given to you for free? Yeah, amen. Man, that, that was God. That was all him. That was not me. Mm, in Jesus' name, if you agree, come on. Finally, uh, point number three is when you don't see results. Stay the course when you don't see results. When you experience great resistance, whenever you're trying to pursue the Lord and it just feels redundant, and then finally when you don't see results. On the second day, they marched around the city and they returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Can you imagine these warriors coming back home to their wives after the first day of walking around the city? Come back home. All right, warrior, come on. How was the battle? Did you win? Tell me about the victories. How many did you slay today? My big, strong warrior. I don't, th I don't, I don't think that's how it went, but maybe. He said, well, I think maybe, I think Josh was trying to get us to stretch a little bit, really, uh, really catch a vision for what he's got. So we kind of just walked around the city today. Day two, you come home, and the wife says, well, what's the word? How did it go? We won. We're going into the promised land. He said, well, it was kind of the same as yesterday. I think he's just changing it up on us, but it's totally fine. We trust he's listening to God. We're taking another lap today, and we'll see. Can you imagine? This is so much like life. God calls you to something. It's like that first step of faith is always like, okay, here we go. We're stepping into it. The second day, you're always just like, okay, I'm a little less interested. Third day, you're like, where's my Bible again? Fourth day, you're like, man, I haven't prayed today. Fifth day, you're like, God, who? It's like by the time you get to fifth and sixth day on the journey of faith, it's like, what are we even doing here? I'm not seeing or feeling or sensing the results like I thought. Staying the course means keep moving forward and keep going even though you don't see the results. We live in Boulder. We should understand this. If I were to go to the gym and I were to pump iron, as you can tell, this, I, I do this often. This is just, no, I don't. I don't, I don't pump iron a lot. I'm Lord willing. Um, soon. Uh, 2024, faith to build, stay the course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the vision. Sauna, sauna, that's my work. I sweat it. I sweat. It's the executive workout. Don't judge me. And uh, if I were to go to the gym and if I were to do a sit-up and all of a sudden an ab just went boom, second sit-up, boom, second ab, 
I'm telling you, all I would do is sit-ups. I would just sit up, I'd pound. Why? Because I'm seeing immediate results. But that's not how working out works. You go to the gym, start off in the new year especially, you're like, this is awesome. There's so many people here, it's awesome. I'm feeling good. I got my new water bottle, my new workout clothes, new gym bag, and I'm in it, man. Day two, still no results. Day three, no results. By February and March, you're like, I'm still not seeing it, not seeing the results. But how many of you know that longevity, health, strength, all of that comes from staying the course despite seeing the results? Now, one day you'll see results and you'll start to see, oh, actually, I'm starting to see that something is beginning to change, which is true. That's called maturity. You're starting to mature. You're starting to develop and you're starting to see results. But I believe for many of you, we stop, we go off course because we've yet to see the results. In 2024, what if instead of the results, what if we've trusted in just the obedience of saying yes to whatever he called us to do? Why? Because the responsibility to obey is us. The outcome or the results is God's. We're not in charge of the outcome. We're not in charge of the results. We don't command them. We don't demand them. That's God's. But our responsibility is to hear the voice of God and to say, okay, God, you tell me one more lap. I go one more lap. And whatever you tell me to do next, the answer will be yes. Outcome of giving up. We fall short of God's promise, miss out on our calling, and we send a message to the next generation. Miss out on God's promises. We fall short of God's promises. We miss out on our calling, and we send a message to the next generation that when it gets hard, when it feels redundant, and when you don't see results, it's okay to give up. What if instead, though, we left a different legacy? We were the people that despite all of those things, we chose faithfulness to God and we chose obedience to Him to take another step, to take another step. I want to be the person in 50 years that said, what have you been doing for God? I've been unloading that trailer for 50 years. <laughs> Hallelujah, you win the MVP, man. Servant of God, I've been through the snow, hail, rain, and the hot sun. That's me out there pushing carts for 50 years. Sends a message to the next generation to say, wow. Did you see everything you wanted to see? That's not what it's about. Did you feel everything you want to feel? Well, that's not what it's about. But I did keep going. I did keep saying yes until God told me to do something else. That tells the next generation that no matter what God calls you to, the answer should be yes. No matter how big, no matter how small. I didn't think it was going to take this long. I'm not talking about the message. I'm talking about our life. I didn't think it was going to take this long either, but I didn't, I didn't think it was going to take this long. It's, 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 it's an interesting idea of our concept of time with God. 
I didn't think it was going to take this long. How long is long? How long is short? And even then, what's your hope on the other side? Anyways. Stay the course is becoming more concerned about the process than you are the outcome. If you look at the story, what did they have? They had the Ark of the Covenant, they had the trumpets, and then God brought about the result. This is representative of the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, and the praise of God. I want to be more concerned about the process that God has called me to than I am the results of what I want as a, as a result of my obedience. So I'm going to say this very simply, very plainly. Pray, praise, persevere. Pray, praise, persevere. Stay the course. Keep going. Success is not in how big you do it, but in how you keep doing it. Success is not in how you feel doing it, but how you keep doing it. Success is not how well you do it, but in how you keep doing it. If you don't quit, you win. Philippians 1.6, And I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it into completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Galatians 6.9, Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. Stay the course. Stay faithful to God. Keep taking one more step. Then, just as we see from the story, you will be able to shout and the walls will come tumbling down. Hebrews 11.30, I'll close with this. Hebrews 11.30 says this, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after being marched around by the Israelites for seven days. By faith. Fam, we are finishing a year of faith to build. Faith to build does not have an end date. Faith to build is the course of your life. This is taken from Hebrews 11. This is the hall of faith. Keep taking steps of faith. If you would, go ahead and stand to your feet. How many of you want to be like the Apostle Paul says, I have kept the faith. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. I have stayed the course. That's what I want at the end of my life. As Paul says at the end of his, he says, I, I, to the best of my ability, I stay faithful on the course. That's our prayer for our house. And in order for a, a corporate word to be realized and have success, it must take individual vision for your life. So what in your life have you almost given up on? What in your life are you about to give up on? And in 2024, what do you need to say? I'm going to make a decision to stay the course so that I can, at the end of my life, finish the race. The hourglass. There's an hourglass under all of your seats that I have for you guys. It's a, it's a gift. Take it home. And every time you have this hourglass, I want it to be a remembrance of something. The hourglass is very, uh, is very funny. Who uses an hourglass right now for anything? Elementary school teachers. Elementary school teachers. Okay. 
Board games? Yeah, okay. Well, now I hope you can use it as a reminder. Why? Because there's something that I love about the hourglass is that whenever you see the hourglass start to move, it's hard to watch an hourglass because it doesn't really look like anything is happening. But the hourglass is designed in a very specific way. It's consistent. It's operating within its unique design. And that's my hope and my prayer for you, is that it's not about going faster or slower. It's not about being bigger or smaller. It's about operating in your unique design and God's unique assignment over your life to stay consistent until time runs out. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.